Good morning, everybody. We have a mixed trade in the grain markets here early on Monday morning. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. December corn futures down three and a quarter at 5.50 and a half. November soybeans down a half cent at 13.22 and three quarters. December Chicago wheat up six and three quarters at 7.39 and a quarter. December Kansas City wheat up six and a quarter at 7.30 and a quarter. December spring wheat up four and three quarter cents at 9.22 and a half. If you guys are listening on the podcast, as always, appreciate it, guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you leave me a review or a rating uh, if you have not already. Remember, if that Apple Podcast app is slow to update, make sure you check out some of the other podcast apps out there. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel, like these videos, help YouTube to spread this thing out, um, help me to continue to grow the channel. My goal is to get up to 5,000 subscribers. I think we're sitting at 2,700 and change. So uh, if you're watching this stuff consistently, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click on Grain Marketing Plan in the upper right-hand corner. You guys really ought to give this subscription service a shot. 49 bucks a month. You get a ton of information from me. Uh, morning newsletter, text message updates, subscriber-only videos. There is no other fee. There's no other obligation. I won't try to sell you anything else. This is a standalone product. If you want to cancel it, there are no questions asked whatsoever. So certainly check this deal out, guys, if you're looking for some more information. So we've got a hurricane, and uh, Hurricane Ida has already caused some damage in um, uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, places like that. And it is going to uh, continue to move here. So they've already had a bunch of rain, you know, down in this area and heavy winds, tons of power outages, uh, that sort of stuff. This is the last 72 hours in terms of precipitation. So that's what's going on down here. And, and this system, you know, if you look at the next seven days, you're going to see rains all the way up through, you know, Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, even the southern part of, say, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Ohio is going to catch some rain out of this deal. And this thing could very well bring rains all the way up through the the, the northeast so a very strong system here now in separate kind of weather news you're going to see some additional rains here for the western part of iowa over the next seven days looks like eastern nebraska may be fairly wet more rains for the dakotas and more rain for southern minnesota so the weather situation pretty fluid here when it comes uh to the hurricane and and the grain markets the one impact that you could have would be logistics if we get into a situation where there's severe damage uh, to ports at the gulf something along those lines that's something that could be a problem and could cause some short-term issues uh, in regard to basis logistics shipments uh, that sort of thing and those items remain to be seen China bought more U.S. soybeans on Friday. USDA confirmed a sale of 129,000 metric tons of U.S. beans to Chinese buyers for new crop delivery. So you're seeing these flurries of cash or uh, flash sales, rather, and uh, it sounds good. Uh, here's the statistic, though. As of last Thursday, total Chinese purchases of new crop U.S. soybeans were down 47% versus last year. Uh, uh, as of last week's export sales report, new crop uh, commitments in total, all destinations are down 30% versus last year. It's very, very early to, to sound the alarm here regarding export sales, I would argue, but USDA is projecting a year-over-year -year decline in exports of soybeans of only 9%. So uh, we need to play catch-up here in regard to sales a little bit. And, and China, it, China being down 47% versus last year is, is the big reason, of course, why we're down 30% in total in regard to sales. Now, maybe last year was an outlier. Uh, last year's sales were, were really fantastic by this point in time. But um, 
Uh, we're still kind of light compared to where we probably should be if we're going to hit that USDA target. But again, it's very early. The new crop marketing year has not even started yet. It starts uh, on September 1st, of course. Russian wheat prices continued to climb. Export prices rose for a seventh consecutive week uh, in Russia, according to Wealth Solid Group ICAR. Uh, Russian prices hit almost $300 per ton. $299 was their report, which would be the highest, I believe, since 2014 by a fairly slim margin, just barely eclipsing where they peaked out this past January. Another group, uh, Sova Econ, estimated that Russian wheat prices, uh, or what Russian wheat exports rather, would be the lowest in five years just because they had kind of a light crop. They've got a slower export pace, uh, some tougher competition from exporters. Uh, when you look at the wheat situation, um, U.S. wheat exports are terrible. They're the second, I think commitments are the second lowest in 10 years. But uh, USDA is projecting, you know, a much tighter wheat situation. In the United States, in regard to the stocks to use ratio, they're projecting the tightest stocks to use ratio since I think 2013. And I think the tightest since 2015 on the global market. And the prices are reflecting that, you know, these winter wheat uh, futures above $7, something we haven't seen for a while. Fund traders remain heavily long the corn market. Funds were estimated to be net long, uh, or CFTC said they were net long, 258,000 contracts as of last Tuesday. They probably added a little bit late last week. Here's the chart. Um, I send these, what I call my fund tracker charts, guys, out as part of the subscription service every Monday morning following the CFTC reports. But um, funds haven't been net short the corn market since, I think, August of last year. And they haven't been net long less than 100,000 contracts of corn since October of last year. So this has been a really long streak where the funds have just been consistently long a lot of corn. And uh, that's not something that we've seen a lot over in recent years. You look at this period here from 2014 through 2020, and the funds would go back and forth between long and short, long and short, just about every year. And this year is different in that they're just staying long. This is, this is more kind of like what we saw in, say, 2010, 2011, where the funds would just stay long corn for, you know, two, three years at a time without ever going short. So the situation in regard to the funds and, and the way that they operate in this corn market uh, has certainly changed a little bit. And it's changed in soybeans a little bit also. Funds haven't been that short soybeans since, I think, July of last year. Um, they're only a modest long in the soybean market now, maybe 79,000 contracts as of last Tuesday with CFTC's numbers. Uh, funds estimated to be a small net long in the SRW wheat market. Stats Canada will release its crop report this morning. So if you're uh, watching that spring wheat market, this could potentially be a big deal. It'll be out at 7.30 a.m. Central. Uh, the spring wheat crop estimate ahead of the report, I believe, is 15.9 million metric tons. Total wheat expected at 22.6. That report out at 7.30 a.m. Central. Fed Chair Jerome Powell said that the Fed could begin tapering this year. Uh, this was at the virtual Jackson Hole Summit on Friday. He said that uh, the economy has now met the test of substantial further progress and that the labor market has made clear progress. Powell again emphasized that tapering and rate hikes are not the same thing. They're, they want to make very clear here that if they do begin to taper asset purchases this year, that um, that is not indicative of uh, rate hikes forthcoming. These are some quotes uh, from Powell. The timing and pace of the coming reduction in asset purchases will not be intended to carry a direct signal regarding the timing of interest rate liftoff for which we have articulated a different and substantially more stringent test. Uh, so 
I don't know when they're going to raise rates. I think they're talking 2023, maybe late 2022. But uh, they they want to be very clear here that tapering and rate hikes are not the same thing. And uh, the stock market handled it well. It didn't sell off uh, on that talk. So uh, not a bad deal. Tomorrow is first notice day for September grain futures. Make sure you take a look if you have any positions there. Uh, cash cattle was 127 to 128 in the north last week, 121 to 123 in the south. Uh, the box beef market was down a little bit on Friday. We'll see what develops today. Ahead of the cash open, pretty quiet. U.S. dollars about flat. Uh, the S&P's up three points. The Dow up 14. Bonds about flat. Precious metals just marginally higher. Crude oil is down 18 cents in the October WTI contract at 68.57. Everybody have a wonderful week. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.